Welcome to All Four Downs, part of the CMG Central Network. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Already some games played this week. There's actually several games on the docket tonight. We're going to break down the college football playoff picks. Let's see where Ovi's still not loving this Ohio State over Michigan thing. We're going to certainly be getting into that. We'll have the latest on the Heisman race. And we'll break down this weekend's biggest games. And in the final whistle, this week we're coming for you, Jimbo Fisher. This is all four downs. I'm Joe Aguirre along with my main man, mm-hmm. Obi Muniz, who uh, we got to <laughs> talk some UConn football because, boy, oh, boy, I don't know what's going on. I bet so. These days, but, man, they, they looking good. So in the beginning of the season, I did say, and I hashtag, and, and those of you that are on Twitter, hashtag believe in Mora. I was on that bag wagon. I was like, yes, finally we got somebody that has NFL experience. A guy that was on television as a NFL and college football analyst. And then all of a sudden, you don't even hear from this guy for so, so long. Finally gets a job uh, to head coach, right? That's his passion. But I didn't believe that UConn was going to get six wins. I didn't. I said, you know what? They'll get four wins. Gradually, they'll get more players. But it was fascinating. I was there at the game watching them. It is a total difference from when I saw them and their game opener against Central Connecticut State University to a team like Liberty. It was a total the opposite. Okay, they were moving the ball. They were defending. You know, they were hitting hard. Okay, yeah, Turner threw an interception. They fumbled, but the thing is, is that that defense carried that team. Something that if it was any other game, if it was like last year's team, they would just fold it on their backs. And it almost reminds me of the New York Giants of the NFL, right? All these coaches, the team can't perform. And with like UConn, they got this head coach in Mora and that whole coaching staff, and you could tell that. They they believe in him, okay? They believe in his method. They listen, and they fight hard every single game. And I got to say congratulations to them, man, because, wow. And, and, and Zion was throwing the ball more than ever, all right? And these plays were so magnificent. And, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And I had my son next to me, and the fans were cheering. And then for the first time, I see them go on the field. That would never happen at UConn. So more props to them. You know, it's funny. You mentioned the Central game, a 28-3 win. They opened up the season at Utah State. Tough opponent in a tough place to play. Uh, and they were competitive in that game. Then came Syracuse, Michigan, and NC State, 48-14, 59-0, 41-10. And it looked like same old UConn. And they got to be kicking themselves over Ball State right now because the game they should have had, they would be seven and four. I mean, it's awesome, bowl eligible the whole nine, but no, 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 that close, my man. Right? They would have beaten Utah State if it wasn't for that referee that killed the momentum <laughs> because UConn would have been driving and won that game. You could add two wins on that one. It could have been eight wins right now. You know, yes, you you mentioned Ball State. They know that they defeated themselves on that one. But when you start in the season at week one and you're already putting up over 20 points, you're like, wow, well, UConn never did that before. There's a there's a lot to be excited about, right? Yeah, now. Oh, yes. I mean, it, yes. you know, again, the, the turnaround has been and again to survive that that three game stretch against some some serious competition and to not let that crush your spirit. I, I, I mean, it's I, extraordinary what they're doing right now. It, it really is, and and you got to, you really do. You got to give kudos to the Huskies. But wouldn't you not use those games? Like, yes, you got crushed by by Michigan, right? But wouldn't you not use that? Be like, look, this is the level that I need to be in, because these guys are the elite. These these are the powerhouse teams. This is where I'm at, and now I know what to work on and build. You know what I mean? I think that is also very helpful. Oh, sure. But between Michigan and NC State, 
back-to-back weeks, they lost by a score of 100 to 10. That's all right. Again, you know, did you ever expect them any different, though? 48 points in three games. No, that's what I'm saying, though. The mm-hmm. idea that that those dude, those are crushing. That's embarrassing, right? And it, and it makes you feel like you know we know we didn't belong, but my God, you know, mm. especially after you hung with Utah State, the idea of like, oh, maybe we're not that bad. Those games happened, and it was like, oh yeah, no, we are. And then boy, oh boy, Fresno State, and it's and it's been on ever since. Yes, you know, again, should have had the Ball State game. Uh, Quite a fairy tale season for UConn. And the top of all that, Liberty was ranked. Yeah, was. <laughs> was. I mean, I still got them in the top 25. They were in the middle. Like, nobody was giving them respect. And for them to fall to UConn, yeah, I was like, wow. Like, I was expecting more of Liberty just airballing everything. But the thing is, is that UConn showed that they they can't play defense. And they can't sack the quarterback, not once, not twice, many, many times. So it was it was awesome. And um, Rosa, oh, my God, they're running back. Like, every time he they touch him, it's almost like watching Saquon Barkley running on the field. It was spectacular. It's impressive. He, he's yes. a great runner. But um, speaking about that, um, to change the story, uh, there, it is sad news this week because um, – there was a big fortune that happened in Virginia and uh, three football players passed away um, due to some, I, I don't want to like kill the, the narrative, man, but cause some dumbass decided he, they want to do a shooting spree, man. Um, it, it, my heart goes out to the whole entire team and the families and friends, everyone affected by this, but Devin Chandler, uh, I'm going to say Deshaun Perry, Lavelle Davis Jr., all three of them passed away. Um, it's, 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 a sad, it's a tragedy, man, that we're still living in this era where, you know, they, everything has to be answered with, with violence, with, with gun violence. And no matter how many times we talk about gun control and everything else, this shit happens. Uh, here in the state of Connecticut, we experienced something similar with two police officers from Bristol, Connecticut that died. And now we have this tragedy. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. I, I'm speechless on it, man. I really am. Yeah, this is, you know, we should call it a school shooting because that's what this was. Correct. And the prevalence of guns and shootings on campuses, both at, you know, elementary schools and high schools and in colleges is unacceptable. And the shooter had been arrested uh, on a weapons charge previous to this. And so, you know, again, uh, I know people hate the idea of gun control, but if you've been arrested for uh, using a weapon in, in a crime, you should lose the right to have a weapon. You've clearly shown yourself not to be a responsible person. And and it sounds like what led up to this, uh, that I think there's some mental health issues, which is another serious problem in this country that while it's being addressed with money, it doesn't seem as though it's the help is getting to the right people and another senseless tragedy. And, and again, right. It affects sports and maybe, Maybe people will pay a little more attention to it because of that. I hope so. I mean, I think it's to me, I think it's it's just too much. It's too much because we've seen it so many times. So when is enough is enough, right? Um, Mike Hollins was wounded. I, I don't get me, don't quote on me on this, but his name came out because his father mentioned him uh while he was being interviewed. Mike Collins had 55 attempts, 215 yards, two touchdowns for the team. I believe he was he was second in the running backs. Uh, so he was getting enough playing time. He was in stable condition. I believe he is out of the hospital. I'm not sure. I know there was another person in critical condition that's still in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, so there was a total of five casualties, three of them that died. Um, and the person responsible was him, Christopher Dan- uh, Darnell Jones Jr. Police arrested Jones after 12-hour manhunt and have charged him with three counts of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun to commit a penalty. The New York Post reported that um, 
Jones was a non-playing member of the team. Uh, he was not currently a member of the team and hadn't been for over a year. Police say all three people killed in the attack were football players, but there was no motive. And Jones was also involved in a hazing incident that happened in February 2021. Now, speaking about hazing, uh, the Washington Post went ahead and tried to interview the family. And a man opened the door at Jones's mother's house and identified himself as a 19-year-old brother. Blamed the shooting on bullying, but he wouldn't elaborate or say who Jones claimed had harassed him. Uh, and in quote, he just got fed up. Nobody was listening, the teen said. He had nowhere to go. He had nobody to talk to, so he finally gave up. And that's life, right? Everybody's got their breaking point. In a sense, yeah. Everybody got a breaking point. And 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 again, well, where I can't was his brother when he was looking for help? How about taking a little responsibility for your brother? You're 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 your brother's keeper. I mean, literally in that situation. That's life. I don't know where you're from, bro, but that's not life where I'm from. And and if you want to roll over and just accept that that's the way things are, there's a lot of resources for people suffering from mental health. I mean, th there really is tremendous amounts of resources. And I'm telling you, we just got to make sure that people become aware of that and know that there's help out there. It's one of the hardest things you're ever going to find with someone suffering from mental illness is them asking for help. So it's upon it's incumbent upon people. If you see someone looks like they're suffering, have that awkward conversation. Yeah, could save could save some lives. And and I believe there's plenty of resources there in Virginia. This is not the first time that Virginia experiences this type of shooting because the same thing happened in Virginia Tech oh, uh, years ago. That. Yeah. So I I am definitely sure and certain that uh, there are plenty of help in those schools where I, whether they chose that route, that's one thing, but he made a decision. And to be honest with you, I think it was planned because they were at a field trip. They came back from a field trip and that's when it happened. So, but everything, everything's still grayish. We're still going to try to find out if there is that motive. Will we know about it? Um, again, they have to go through courts. And of course this is going to drag, drag, uh, a uh, 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 huge time so i <laughs> this is not going to settle but i am my condolences again once again to the virginia cavaliers the football cram the family and friends everybody else affected by it um the acc football teams are going to decorate their helmets and put a decal in support of the virginia cavaliers and the three uh football players that were a loss also, the Coastal Carolina-Virginia game it is canceled. It was confirmed today. So I know I posted the game to be determined because those slides were done um, after I heard about the incident. But today it was confirmed that the game has been canceled. Um, and, and, and that's to show that, look, man, this is bigger than football. It really is. So I'm just waiting to see how they're going to take the stand on this moving forward. Again, you know, just a, a senseless tragedy. And, and you know, I, look, these are kids that we're talking about. And I talk about the idea that these are kids all the time. And we got to protect our children better. You know, even even the ones that are 22 years old, uh, all the way down to kids that are in, in preschool and daycares. We got to do something. This is literally like a national crisis that we're dealing with. And I know people are tired of it. But it, it's time for the politicians to sit down and figure out something uh, so we can prevent these things from happening in the future. I know you have your own podcast, uh, Divided We Stand, right? That's still the name of the show. Yep. And I know you guys talk about this. And, uh, and, and those of you that are following this show, please tune in to, to that podcast, Divided We Stand, which is part of CloverCrestMedia.com, because... We could mention this even in the incident in Texas. We could go back into time in Colorado. I mean, time after time, you know, incident like this, we bring it up. But these politicians ain't doing crap. And I know this is a football podcast, but at the same time, we do have a platform to talk about it. And in June, yes, um, the United States Congress passed a bipartisan gun control bill 
that essentially accomplished nothing. It was an election. Republicans that were in vulnerable states were the only ones that were like 14 jumped on. It was right after, I think, Ovaldi when they when they passed this. this Again, it's it just a show me bill kind of a thing. It wouldn't have prevented any of the shootings that, uh, you know, Avaldi, Pulse, Sandy Hook. N- none of those would have been avoided based on the law that they just passed over the summer. So enough with the lip service. Figure things out that both sides really got to sit down and and, you know, we got to put a stop to the nonsense. Absolutely. Speaking about stopping the nonsense. Um, I am getting really tired of this Ohio State, Michigan, and I can't wait until next Saturday to see this game and see how it goes through. But uh, just to let y'all know, man, December 30th is the first New Year's bowl games that's going to happen. December 16th is the actual first college football bowl game. And it, the season's almost over. I can't believe it. I still feel like – it just started for some reason. Um, but it's yes, funny, uh, Alabama will be playing before New Year's Eve this year. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that can be a true statement. We'll wish we'll to see about that. But uh, the playoff semifinals will be the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. And then uh, January 9th will be the national championship that's going to be in SoFi Stadium, uh, the same place where the Super Bowl was last year. Uh, the college rankings, once again, no no change in the top. Uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU are the top four. Tennessee and LSU are five and six. So I'm comparing my notes, and I'm not going to fold. I believe that Michigan is better than Ohio State. I think Michigan has a better defense. I think their defense is a lot better than last year. They only lost a couple of players. They went to the NFL. Everybody else is still intact. But there's Ohio State that hasn't really been tested. Hasn't been tested. So I'm asking you, would you do you agree that Ohio State should be two and three? It should have been flip side. Or better yet, come next week, who do you think is going to win? Well, I listen, I think that's the whole that's the whole precipice of this this entire process is whoever's two and that doesn't even matter right somebody's somebody's gonna tumble and tennessee probably is gonna wedge itself in there and i know the power five is is uh the powers that be are are dying that tcu uh is still undefeated because boy would they love to get that third sec lsu get right in there that's what they I, really want. That's what they I don't want. think. I don't think that's gonna happen, though. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios. I don't want to jump ahead because I want to talk to you this what ifs with you, okay? But um, looking at the whole entire top twenty-five, there's a lot of people suspect on this list, and I'll start with one. Um, it, Utah defeated USC. Why is not Utah, even though they're two losses? Why did not rank on top of USC? Just saying. I know. I hate that. That drives me crazy. Happens every year that we play this game, and it's like, well, <laughs> you know, if, if they played again, like, well, they already played once, and we saw what happened. We know <laughs> which team is better than the other one because they faced mm-hmm. off, and it's pretty clear at this point. Yeah, that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Penn State, Kansas State, Notre Dame, I think they're overrated for their seedings. I know Notre Dame's changing their season around, but if they win out, I got to respect it. And their last game will be against USC, and I'm hoping Notre Dame just knocked the tails out of USC. Yeah, um, look, there's no reason why Penn State should be in the top 20 when, when they've played the quality teams that got blown out. They, they, exactly. They don't, they don't deserve to be it. That's ridiculous. They're in third place in the Big Ten behind Ohio State and uh, Michigan. During the same division, why are you ranking them that high? North Carolina would blow Penn State out of the water. That, Florida that, State. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah, Florida 0 3 versus the top that. 25. Are you serious? You mean yeah. to tell me Florida State's better than Boise State? No. You're going to tell me that. Not it, buying is, it. Is that one of the reasons why Coastal Carolina can't be ranked? Coastal Carolina, 9 and 1. 
the Sunbelt Conference, which shown that they could handle the powerhouse conferences, and you're not putting Coastal Carolina in the top 25. Another week, what we're going to wait for to the last list and then be like, oh, they're at 25? You got to well, get out of here with that. I think Grayson McCall and his his uh, his status at this point uh, is not well. And obviously, with the game canceled, I mean it's not like they're going to lose again. True. I mean so, they still got one more game, so they might have this as bye week, or they could be like the pandemic, asking for someone to go play against them, like BYU did. You know that would be pretty amazing. Um, but then I'd again, like it's that. like Boise State's on top of the Midwest Conference. Why they're not in the top 25? You know, these these are the ones that I'm scratching my head, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand, right? But then I noticed that USC has always been pushed. LSU has always been pushed. Those are the two schools. And, of course, what trumps them all is Alabama. So now I'm going to ask you this question right here. Let me see. Now, we're not ready for third down yet, all right? In this scenario, we're looking focus on the top 25, mm-hmm. all right? If oh, either or Ohio State or Michigan, who do you think will be the number four team? Look, if Ohio State beats Michigan, you got to figure Michigan's tumbling two or three spots. If Ohio State loses... You could drop them to four, and and you could probably justify pushing Tennessee in front of TCU and bumping TCU out of the top five, of the top four, I mean. If Michigan was to lose. Mm, I, if TCU is undefeated, undefeated, they're not going to be out of the top four. Mm, they're not. They're they already there. They shouldn't, they're, but we, they become we've Big seen, 12 champions. We they're going to stay there. We've seen teams get bumped out of this before. So <laughs> I don't I think this one's going to happen. I, I hope not because but, I think TCU has earned its, its spot here, but they really like Tennessee and LSU. You remember how and Texas A&M was is sitting on the outside there too. But you remember the Texas A&M was number five in the last two seasons, and they couldn't get over that hump to be in the top four. Do you know one? You want to know why? It's because they never played in the SEC championship. It was always Alabama because they couldn't beat Alabama. Tennessee will not be in the SEC championship because Georgia's there, right? That's why I don't I don't understand why Tennessee's ranked number five because I don't even think that even no matter if they went out, they're not going to go to the college football playoffs because LSU and Georgia will be playing. Well, again, then it sets up for LSU to slide up. All LSU is going to do is win some games here, and they're they're right where they need to be. LSU will clinch out the top four should they beat Georgia, and oh, Georgia's yeah. going to the playoffs regardless. And, right, I was going to say Georgia stays mm-hmm. in the top four. So Ohio State, Michigan get booted out. Let's get worst worst case scenario. You know, one of them is leaving from the Big Ten. Should TCU lose and LSU win? Okay. Do you see Ohio State, Michigan? What about a scenario where Michigan beats Ohio State 31-28 at the buzzer? You're going to drop Ohio State to four. But Ohio State won't be playing for a Big Ten championship. So why would you put them in there? Because it's Ohio State. But they're not playing in the conference championship. Shouldn't that matter? It should matter, but... Does that mean it's gonna matter? No. Listen, they're they're picking these teams, mm-hmm. right? Like they're picking these teams, and they're they're thinking about the most revenue they're gonna get from these games. Yeah, Ohio State loses, they stay in the top four. Of course, that's why it's set up this way. Because I do think that they, I think people suspect that Michigan's probably gonna upset Ohio State. Again, I believe you, the Michigan if you, will. If you have them flipped and you have Michigan two and Ohio State three, 
Now they tumble to five. Say, say Michigan lights them up. They drop to six. Now you can move LSU and Tennessee right up in there. Or USC. You can move. And USC's got a big game with UCLA. That's a big win. Bam. That's reason to push them into the top four. Along with LSU. <laughs> and bump and bump TCU out of there. They don't so, want TCU in there, plain and simple. If they didn't I want them, this. then why rank them number four? They're undefeated. Exactly. Dude, so their best bet is last week, everybody, every college football genius said that TCU was done. And wow. I put my money on TCU, Oklahoma State, North Carolina, and I had me a fine afternoon. Okay. So <laughs> keep keep on doubting Max Duggan and TCU, but they're playing spoiler here. They're playing spoiler here. I know some delusional people thought maybe Tennessee had a chance against Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I think Tennessee, I think Tennessee should have fallen out of the top 10 after that game. After that ass whooping, you're right. Tennessee should be out of the top 10. I mean, look, when Georgia played Alabama in the regular season, Georgia did not lose that bet. They hung in there and Georgia. You know, they took advantage of the turnovers and everything else. But everybody knew that Georgia had that slim chance, and they proved it by becoming national champions. They proved it. But the way Tennessee lost to Georgia, come on, man. That's all I got to say. But uh, listen, I, I know I know this is a, a, a awesome debate. I mean, again, teams that should be deserving top 25, they're not in there. But if there's anything that the best top six teams, I do agree. Now, the order, of course, Ohio State, Michigan, yeah, but they're going to play. That is the best part about college football right now is that those two teams will fight and try to get that Big Ten championship. But we'll just move over to third down because another debate we have is the Heisman. C.J. Stroud is now in the front runner to be the Heisman winner. Do you agree or disagree? I don't think he's the best player in college football. I I agree with you. I think that in that Ohio State team, I think you should put their wide receivers as a Heisman. If Devontae Adams won and he was with Mac Jones. Well, that was a and, setup because they were trying to keep Mac Jones down. Right. Which was and, so ridiculous. And they're still uh, trying to do that now in the NFL. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, I'll tell you, I think Drake May. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, man. I think he's a freshman, kid, though, right? He's a freshman mm-hmm. and he's a superstar. He is a really good quarterback. He's better than CJ Stroud right now. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. should be the guy up front because he is the one oh, that is sure. making the Buckeyes happen. I could see that. I could totally that, see that. He's that. catching everything. All the other receivers are dropping passes when they need to, but yet they still. Find a way to get the job done. And Ohio State, I don't care what they say. Ohio State's schedule is weak. Weak. Big Ten is not all that. The only thing the Big Ten has is Michigan and Ohio State. That's it. That's their schedule. Oh, sure. Look, Penn State could 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 barely hang into the third quarter. And that's supposed to be one of your one of your, you know, maybe the third best team out there. Give me a break. It, 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 you know, look, I, I think one of the beauties of the SEC this year is how good everybody's been playing. Like, there's a lot of really quality teams, and every time these teams face each other, you get a really good game. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not seeing that at all, uh, you know, for Ohio State and Michigan. None of those teams are even in the same league at all. And so, yeah, I agree with you. Not not particularly tested, and I think that'll play out in the college playoffs for whichever of them ends up representing. I still believe Hennon Hooker should be the Heisman winner. I know I he had know. a messed up game with Georgia. I don't know, but everyone get a, get a great a great follow up, big big week uh, week after. But I can't get over how terrible he was at Georgia. Uh, that to me is unforgivable. But that offensive that, line, that I offensive line that. just I understand crumbled. That. I understand that it's a team game, and they let Hendon Hooker down. 
you can't have a disaster of a game in the biggest game like that and walk away with uh, you just can't. So, I'm sorry. So Stenson Bennett win the Heisman. I don't know why he's not getting more love. I don't know what that guy's got to do. I mean, he puts up points like nobody's business. They move the football. Uh, I mean, he's great. I don't know why he doesn't get any love. I don't know why Max Duggan is completely overlooked. Guy's playing tremendous football this year. My last one is Blake Corum. Should he be the Heisman winner for Michigan running back? He's having a great year, but I don't know. He's a very, very, very good running back. He's probably the best running back in the country. I don't think he's the best college football player in the country. I, I he he would have to be having a, a even better season than he's having. I think running back's a tough position when it comes to the Heisman for me. You know, mm. it, it really is. You got to be doing like some Ricky Williams kind of <laughs> stuff, man. If you want to, you know, what I'm saying some. It's kind of hard to to, to evaluate that. Absolutely. Uh, but right now, C.J. Stroud, Hannon Hooker, Drake May, Blake Quorum. One of the top fours right now, of course, Caleb Williams and Seth Bennett's out there. So we have to wait and see. Like I said, um, the closing is on Monday, December 5th, and hopefully by the end of that week, uh, that first weekend of December, we'll find out actually who is the winner of the Heisman. Uh, last question here we got is this. Who do you think is going to win the championship? Georgia is just straight up going to be hard to beat. I I think their defense is so, so good that you're going to need a a great offense that is going to be able to move the football. And I don't know that one exists in current college football today to do that. Hmm. I I, I do believe that the... Alabama. You should, be, you should be more excited to hear that. Oh, I yeah, I am. There's not another team in the country that is going to beat Georgia. <laughs> and as my my follow biz, there, I, I think the time for Alabama is gone. I think the era of them running the show is completely over, and, and it all goes to Georgia. And I think now all the assistants are taking that uh, that glory. I can't say much for Ole Miss, but. Uh, I, I think it's not. I think it's over. You, I want to remind you of one thing. I one mm-hmm. of the final whistles I did at the end of last season. I talked about the fact that Alabama and USC and Ohio State and Georgia claim forty-five percent of the five-star recruits that come into college football. And so you these teams should be the dominant teams in college football based purely on the talent that they're bringing in every year. And I think, if anything, I think you look at the last three or four seasons, obviously last year worked out really well for Georgia, but the previous seasons, they couldn't get over that hump. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was a bit of an indictment of Kirby Smart and that program because – and and the same thing with USC, who had been struggling. You're pulling all these great superstar athletes in, and you can't turn that into W's. You're not you're not like developing these guys well enough in a cohesive enough unit to turn things around the way Alabama did. Listen, Alabama, you, look the, the days of John Wooden and and winning seven championships and like those, those days are over. Or what would nine? What a ten? What how many championships did Wooden win? You remember? It was too Whatever. many. But the yeah. thing is, is that it, yeah, you're right. The, the talent is are, well spread. Right. The the, mm-hmm. the talent is very well spread. The way football is played today, too. You know, all it takes is for for a guy to go down, somebody on your offensive line, and next thing you know, you're in chaos. You know, a turnover here, a bad call by a ref, and suddenly, you know, you're losing on a last-second field goal. (laughs) We've been, I mean, I think that's the story of college football this year. The amount of games that I've seen that have come down to the wire and have been upsets is unbelievable. It, It really, that's, this season's been Again, outside of the top four teams that are undefeated, everybody's got a blemish. 
You know, North Carolina has got to be kicking itself about a, a three week three or four. They lost to, to Notre Dame, and it was a bad loss. Absolutely, they did. My goodness, where would North Carolina be right now? If, if they were undefeated, they would have been oh. well ahead of Clemson. Man! Yeah. And you teams, know what? A lot of teams have that game where they're like, oh, man, if that game would have just... Oh. And the funny part is, is that in the ACC championship, is going to be Clemson versus North Carolina. One loss team's going at it, and neither one of them is going to be in the college football playoffs. Sadly, sadly. It's too bad because I'll tell you what, I feel like North Carolina's offense can hang with anybody. I think so, too. Well, I don't say with anybody, but I think they, they could beat TCU. I think oh, so. I, I, I think they could. I definitely yeah. think they could. That's a, that's a, it's a very good offense. Uh, and I'll tell you, I think that program where we're – Maybe Clemson's kind of a little on the decline. I think when it comes to North Carolina with a, a great freshman quarterback, boy, the, the the things are looking up. Yes, they are. Things are looking up, and so is fourth down because we got our games of the week, and we have nine games that we're picking. And I rate. I made my choosings. I put in $20 for this week and hoping that my payout will be over three grand. So I'm set for this week. It's crazy picks, but that's all right. Because uh, we got UConn versus Army. I will be in that game. So I will be sporting my UConn, uh, my Army jersey and a UConn hat. Uh, that's going to be awesome, even though it's going to be freezing for me. Um, but uh, we have USC versus UCLA. Utah versus Oregon. So the Pac-12 is going to be busy this weekend. Uh, and then also Texas versus Kansas. I like in this game. I really do. These games have play, uh, conference championship on the line. Texas is a must win. I mean, both teams is a must win. But who's going to catch up to TCU in the Big 12? <coughs> and then lastly, SMU at Tulane. That game is important because Tulane must win in order to maintain uh, able to be in the American Conference to take on UCF. So there's a lot of implications this week for uh, the conference championships. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Let's start with our first game, SMU versus Tulane. I'm going to take SMU. You Oh, the upset. Yeah, I have to. I'm telling you. Um, I was thinking a lot about this. Dude, Tanner Mordecai is a really good quarterback. He's having a really good season. I think he's going to pull it off. I think he's going to... I don't see Tulane finishing 9-2. and two. I, I don't see it. I don't mm -hmm. see it happening. Um, You're so speechless. You know, you got something in your throat. I mean, you all right there. Yeah, I get choked up just thinking about Tommy Mordecai's play. <laughs> Inspiring. He had a better running game. I think SMU would have had a better season. I mean, they come into this game six and four. Um, I don't know. I just i I looked at this game and my first thought was Tulane's going to get upset here. All right, all right. Hold that thought. Hold that. Hold that real quick. Um, let's go ahead with UConn versus Army. You talking about UConn for the first time? Both eligible. Will that be a hangover going to Army, or can Army put it on with their running game? I mean, John Moore already said that this is a unique team that will hit you wherever it hits, just only on the running game. And they're not afraid to go to fourth down on their side of the turf. Who you got in this game? I don't want. I don't want you to be mad at me. Don't. I, I can't get Army. mad at this game. I'm gonna pick Army in this game here. Um, okay. I think it's going to be – I think UConn's riding kind of high. I think this is the the perfect setup. And, look, again, a team that's just pounding the football down your throat. You know, I think UConn's playing a lot better, but it is hard to stop. And I think it's going to get a little overwhelming for UConn, who I don't think are quite mm -hmm. ready to turn the corner. So I got Army in the uh, in the upset here. Well, Army is technically is not an upset – Army is favored, favored by 10 points. Okay. 10 points. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm not mad. I'm I just going to enjoy both games. I, I mean, both sides of the ball. They might do better than 10. <laughs> <laughs> but a great season from UConn nonetheless. Right. I can't bet this game here in the state of Connecticut. It won't let me. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You check any app. If you're in the state of Connecticut, you cannot bid on this game. Wow. I know. I know. Shocking. Kansas State versus West Virginia. Man, you know, I like Kansas State. I really do, boy. They got JT Daniels over there in West Virginia. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, a couple of guys who found new life. This seems like a game that Kansas State should win. But then usually late in seasons, they end up losing a game like this to a team they shouldn't lose to. And uh, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say that West Virginia wins this ball game. Ooh, Dan, that's called an upset. Yeah. All right. Texas Longhorns versus Kansas. I, I'm going to pick Kansas to win this game. Again, you're talking about a game Texas has to win. Typically speaking, when Texas has to win a game, Texas loses the game. Well, I'm going to counter that with you. Texas is not ranked, so Texas is going to win. When they make the top 25, Fair. they okay. usually just lose the next game. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> Actually, you make a solid point there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Illinois visiting Michigan. Man, I, I haven't been able to figure out this Illinois team at all this year. I start to think maybe they're good and then they get blown out, uh, which is what's going to happen against Michigan. It's going to be like 59 to nothing. I'm glad you said that because the spread is 18 points. Yeah. Um, and they Michigan made a huge statement last week. It was like, oh, you don't want to put us in front of Ohio State? Well, check us out. Um, but that's 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 good noting. Uh, but I don't understand anything on that side of the conference with Illinois, Purdue, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I don't know what's going on that side. Yeah, the I think big, you need to the, rearrange the, the division. West, yeah, I mean, yeah, seriously, like the Big Ten West uh, is is not equal. Uh, no, it, it's, it's like you're on a seesaw, and it's like yeah. this, right? It, it, it's literally like a major league, and then like a triple A squad. It, it's it's ridiculous. Ohio State versus will Maryland for this, this game. Ohio State yeah. going to win this one quite easily. Quite easily, indeed. I watched some of Maryland's game last week, and I got to tell you, they just suck. <laughs> Tell them, you know, tell them how it is. You know what I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the dude, the, the quarterback. I, I like the guy. I do, and I, and I, mm. and I watch him, and I, and I was like, you know, he's not his brother, obviously, but he looked awful in that game, and Maryland embarrassed itself, and so I'll never pick Maryland to win anything ever again. <laughs> Boise State versus Wyoming. This game is important because the winner will clinch their way to the Mountain West Conference Championship. I'm going to take Boise State because I'm nostalgic. I like when Boise State was good. They still are good. Are they they? got to give them? They got to give them a better schedule than what it is. Um. They're 6-0 in the division, and they're riding high. They're favored by 14 points. Um, and then USC versus UCLA, the game of the week. I'm loving this. I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm, I'm rooting for UCLA. Yeah, I, un- I understand that. I'm also rooting for UCLA, but my money's going on USC to win this one. <laughs> USC's favorite, two and a half points. If USC is so dominant, if USC is ranked number seven, and yet you got them ranked at two and a half, there's a problem. Well, the, so where's the games in UCLA? Right? I mean, still in California. Yeah. I, it's I not that, that far away from USC. I get that. Pasadena is a it's a tough place it's in, to play. It, it's in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Hostile crowd, right? The whole nine. These no, teams the crowd's are, gonna be in favor for USC, though. These teams, I think, are are pretty evenly matched, to be quite honest. And uh they both score a lot of points. They both give up uh, about 25 points a game. So I think I think offense will reign supreme in this game. I do. I think it'll be a I think it'll be a shootout. 
I think uh, I think somebody's hitting 50 points in this game. All right. I'll, Spoiler I'll, alert. Save, it's going to be USC. Save, save that comment. Save that one. All right. Yeah. Because I got to go back to the very beginning on this Utah versus Oregon. I would love for Utah to win this, but it's going to be Oregon. I'm hoping Utah wins. So. Oh, I understand what you're thinking. Totally got you. I just don't think Utah's good enough to beat Oregon. I think Oregon. Yeah, well, I didn't think Oregon team. was going to lose, and they're eight and two right now. So, but then again, it is at Oregon. I got you. Yeah. But if Utah if wins, the situation that's, that's was if the situation were different uh, where this game was being played, yeah, I if would you think it's in Utah, you would go Utah. for Utah. If Utah was at home, I would pick. I would pick Utah. Okay. I, I'm only picking Oregon because they're at home. I think it's going to be a good game, too. I'm looking forward to this one. I'd love to see Utah pull it off, dude. I totally would. Mm. All right. So, here it is. So, here's my total picks for for the game, all right? Um, I'm going over 65 for SMU and Tulane. Um, I think that's going to happen. Uh, yeah. The point spread, Kansas State. I'm going for Kansas State. Seven and a half points. I think they'll manhandle West Virginia. I just don't think West Virginia got the firepower to, to keep up with uh, Kansas State. Uh, I'm going for over 64 points between Texas and Kansas. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, a, that's a definite. Michigan, I'm taking the spread. 17 and a half. I'm taking Michigan to shut out Illinois. I'm taking... 27 and a half from Ohio State over Maryland. I think that's also going to be a, a, a... I'll be surprised if Maryland scores. If Maryland scores, then Ohio State, you got a problem. Uh, Wyoming, I'm taking the plus 14. I don't think Boise State is going to blow out Wyoming. I think it's going to be a close game. I do feel like Boise State is going to win, but I think it's going to be closer than the touchdown. Um, over 75 points, and you called it over 75. I'm taking USC at UCLA. Yep, it, it, I, I got a feeling it might be 50 to 40 or something like that. So, hopefully, Sounds I can great. win that one. That's what I was thinking. And then, uh, over 61 and a half with Utah and Oregon. I think that, uh, even though they will start off defensively, but usually when you think defense and might, oh no, I scratched that. Sorry, I read this wrong. I picked under 61 and a half. I do believe it will be more defensive. I don't think it's going to be a high score game. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. This team put up 73 points in a game, uh, had three straight weeks of 42-point outputs, uh, and then the last two weeks, 45 and 42 points scored for Utah. And know. that's why this game is very important because it's a must win. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a chess match between the two coaches. Yeah, it could very well be that. Or it could also be an absolute blowout <laughs> uh, or shootout, rather, uh, where these two are. Well, look, are man, I'm trying to make three grand. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. Uh, you know, listen, Oregon put mm-hmm. 70 points up in a game against uh, East Washington. 41, 44, 45, 49, 45, 42, 49, 34 in the loss last week. I don't know, dude. I understand mm. where you're thinking they'd be a little more strategic in their play, but I don't know if these two teams can keep uh, each other out of the end zone. It'll be interesting. Very indeed. But you know what else is interesting? Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it it's Love time for the final whistle. And I know you want to get that off your chest. So I'm going to leave you to it with you and Jimbo. Is that all right? I appreciate that. All right. But I got to get myself out of here. Hold on. All right. Peace out. Well, Texas A&M had not lost six games in a row since Richard Nixon resigned in disgrace. And he was actually coming off a big win. Unlike the Aggies, who were one in six in the SEC and three and seven overall, including a loss to Appalachian State. Tricky Jimbo Fisher has dug his own grave, but there could be a path going forward for AM as they look ahead to 2023. 
it's going to require serious adjustments where they've already sort of ratcheted up and, and actually disciplining disruptive players and suspending them kind of getting his house in order. Yeah. Jimbo and company have lost six in a row for the first time in 50 years, a streak that should come to an end this weekend when the Yankees host the worst college football program in the country, UMass. A&M is not eligible for a bowl for the first time since 2008. And they're going to close out this forgettable season against SEC West champion LSU at Kyle Field in two weeks. Good luck with that. I mean, at this point, defeating the Tigers is A&M's bowl game. And it would be a huge step in the right direction in what should be a tumultuous offseason for the Aggies. Although you can be sure Jimbo ain't going anywhere anytime soon. With a ridiculous nine years remaining on his fully guaranteed contract that pays out more than $9 million a year. So in summary, there will be no impeachment process by the Aggie boosters considering the roughly $85 million payout attached to that god-awful contract. So you'll have to grin and bear it and hope he has to self-reflection and make some serious changes to his failing program. Matter of fact, when Jim grazes across the field Thanksgiving weekend at LSU, he need only look to Tigers coach Brian Kelly for inspiration on how you turn things around. That's going to do it for this week's show. Enjoy the games this weekend. For Obi-Wan I'm Joe Aguirre. We'll catch you next Wednesday night for all four downs.